you're listening to the From Grassroots to the Glory podcast, hosted by Didier Lemieux, providing an in-depth look into the behind the scenes of the Victorian Athletic League. Welcome to the From Grassroots to Glory podcast. I'm Didier Lemire, and thank you for listening to us wherever you are from. Today we chat with one of the stars of the VAL circuit, a former store gift winner who came so close to winning a second last season. She's had it tough in previous years, but in 2022-23 she made strides on the turf again and is set up for a huge 2023-24 season. Being coached by her dad, she's in a very unique position, and she'll be sharing her story with us today. So please welcome to the pod, Grace O'Dwyer. Welcome, Grace. It's a fantastic pleasure to have you on Fix On Sports today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Pleasure to be here. Absolute pleasure. Let's start with a little bit of an introduction to yourself. Uh, just explain to the viewers who you are uh, and what you've done so far in your athletics career. Yep. Uh, well, my name's Grace. I am just turned 24. I'm from Ballarat, where I grew up, and now I'm working here as a physio and Pilates instructor. Um, and yeah, I've been competitively running in the VAL for about 10 years now. Fantastic. And over those 10 years, what kind of heights have you been taken to? Uh, probably my biggest highlight would be winning the Women's Store Gift back in 2015. And then, yeah, the second highlight would probably be coming runner-up close this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a close race, that one. Um, well, it's very close, yeah. I'm not even sure the exact margin in the end, but wasn't much. <laughs> and I know you've got, you know, quite a positive relationship with Bella Pasquale. What was that like, you know, coming so close for another personal achievement? Um, you know, what, what was that feeling like coming across the finish line, knowing that you were so close, but it's gone to someone that you're you're quite happy with? Yeah, I guess obviously, I don't think the disappointment hit till later. I guess everything's a bit of a whirlwind and everything like that. And I was so happy for Bells. Um, and I had, you know, my support crew around me. Obviously, that initial, oh, I think that was really close. Didn't watch it for a few days because I just knew how close it was and it was a bit hard watching back. But yeah, the weeks afterwards, I guess you look back and think about little things you could have done in the lead-up or throughout the race. But at the end of the day, that's what the sport is and comes down to those close margins. And I knew I did my best. So, yeah, you got to be pretty content with it in the end. <laughs> yeah, I guess the key there is you did your best. And I suppose that's all anyone can ask of you and you can ask yourself. Yeah, uh, exactly. And as long as you put that effort in, um, anything that comes as a result of that is, is an added bonus. Yeah, yes, exactly right. Pleasure to yeah, even fantastic. just be in the final again. It was a great experience. So, yeah. That's it. And when we were speaking with Keely the other day, um, she said, you know, it's harder to make the semifinal than it is the final. You know, I don't know if you have a similar feeling for that. Yeah, I think the semifinal race is harder than the final race just because, you know, that you have to win that semifinal and the nerves and everything like that. Once you actually get to the final, I think it's just, Whatever happens, happens. It's just the race, but the expectation to get there sometimes can, yeah, affect your performance. So it's definitely good to get that semi-final out of the way as a strong race. Um, and then, yeah, I'm not, I don't even really remember the final. I knew that I was 
nervous, but probably calmer than a semi. So I agree with Keely there. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. That's good that everyone's got that similar mindset because, yeah, I haven't been in that position, of course. Um, but yeah, I can imagine the, the nerves would be going through your heart, be racing, um, knowing that you've got to get that result to get through to the big yeah, stage. I think the two day break as well, you run the heats on the Saturday and then you've got all Sunday to wait around and kind of think about it. Once you've got that semi out of the way, you've got about an hour and then you're going again. So you kind of just go into race and preparation mode. Yeah, not much time to think. <laughs> yeah, and with that hour, what's the, the recovery like? Is there anything you can do to to recharge ahead of the, the big race or is it kind of just relax, lower the nerves, just focus on the task ahead? Yeah, not a lot. So obviously you do a short warm-up beforehand. My um, massage therapist, Loz, would just give me a quick rub down and then it was just yeah having my family and friends around me keeping me calm and yeah just preparing really no fantastic uh yeah it sounds like you got a really good supportive crew uh to back you up as well yes very lucky we have a big crew <laughs> um which always helps feels like you've always got someone to lean on yeah yeah fantastic you can't ask for much more than that um uh, let's have a little chat about your, your last season 2022-23 um another very strong season for you eight finals appearances for which you placed in. Uh, you won the key law gift. And as we spoke about, you came so close to a, a second stall gift win as well. How have you felt this season was in comparison to previous seasons for you? Yeah, obviously a bit of a break. One of my breakthrough seasons um, over the past few years, probably the most competitive I've been since I was running back as a teenager, um, which, yeah, I think it just all came together. I'd probably had the most consistent pre-season and coming in um, racing-wise, I was racing pretty regularly, which helps as well, building race fitness and everything like that. And, um, yeah, once you start consistently making finals, you start to gain a bit of confidence in your form and everything like that. Um, and, yeah, to take out Kilo, my first gift in eight years, was pretty special. So, no, really happy with the season that I had. Yeah, brilliant. And I suppose... What does it do to your mindset, knowing that you had won back in 2015? Uh, it was 2015, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2015, yeah. So knowing that you had won that and obviously the huge you know, aura around winning the Stool Gift, ahead of those next following seasons, 2016 onwards to even you know, to today, does that play on your mind a little bit that you've, you've had that in the past and you've got, I suppose, this, um, you know, you've got that demand there where people are expecting you to do well? Yeah, I guess the nature of the sport's a handicapped um, sport too. So obviously your mark's impacted by big, big wins and things like that. So it take, took me a while to build back up to being competitive again. So that obviously plays into it. But that's all part of pro running and the process and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you find the media around it as well? Uh, I know you've had a few things on, you know, the likes of Channel 7 um, over your 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 time in stall um do you is that something you enjoy look do you look forward to it or is it something that you you kind of like shy away from a little bit um I don't really think about it too it hasn't really been much media obviously there is a bit more coverage with stall one things um and back in 2015 probably a little bit more because it was the first year that the female had parity with the males race but uh, yeah kind of try and take it in my stride I guess but yeah I haven't really thought about it too much <laughs> That's probably a good thing then. It's not in your mind, which means it's, um, you know, you, you focus on what you need to do, which is, is perfect. Yeah, yeah. So we touched on um, your support crew just before. 
um, your massage therapist, your coach, your family, your friends, um, and they're all there to support you and make you do your best. You're in a pretty unique position. Um, I don't think there's many athletes out there that can say that they're coached by their their dad. Um, so obviously Peter, he does a fantastic job. He was such a good runner as well. Um, his squad has just taken out the the VRTA Trainer of the Year Award with the Pod Squad. How is it for you being coached by your dad? Um, and how does this impact on on your racing every week? Yeah, I guess I don't actually really have anything to compare it to because he's always been my coach since I was younger. Um, but I guess I'm just pretty lucky to have someone as experienced um, and passionate as he is so close to me. Um, but, yeah, it was obviously very handy as a junior. He was always there and um, could always count him to be there for my training, racing and everything like that. So we had quite a close bond. But probably coming into um, adulthood, it's a bit more of a club-driven approach to my training as well, which is which has been nice to see that transition and see our relationship, yeah, kind of change as I've grown up. Yeah. And do you feel like now, you know, the last you know, six years or so, as you've become more of an adult, that he's kind of stood back a little bit and let you do your thing? Or is he still um, you know, really heavily involved in everything that you, you do? Yeah, I think it changed a little bit over the COVID years, probably took a bit of a step back, but um, we've had a couple of other amazing coaches come on board that have been more the day-to-day as well when Dad's been, you know, less involved in terms of day-to-day training. He still does all the programming and everything like that. But um, the past couple of seasons, yeah, he's definitely been very supportive and, yeah, always there whether I need anything um, and to chat about my goals and everything like that. Um, and once we set a goal together, yeah, he's definitely very supportive in, you know, telling me and what I need to do to get there and supporting me through that. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, Grace. That's awesome. Um, let's chat a little bit more about your training squad as well, because it's not just your dad um, and the 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 other coaches involved there. Uh, you've got you know a large number of athletes and, and teammates involved within the pod squad. Um, you know, some of them have had quite high success uh, in the VAL as well. Um, you know, compared to to other squads that you may be familiar with and the the people within those squads, um, what gives your your team the edge over the competition? Do you think? Oh, so, and some of the other squads are great too. Um, it's kind of all a family atmosphere, and especially in a lot of the other squads, which are quite similar. But I don't know I think our squad, um, all our coaches and everything are volunteers, so nobody pays to train or to be coached or anything like that everyone's there because they want to be there and it's a good environment to be in. I think just the inclusive environment. So everyone all the way from juniors, all the way to veterans, all abilities, no matter if you're elite or you're just community level and just wanting to race competitively and have some fun, everyone's welcome. Um, So I think that, yeah, I think that collaborative and just inclusive environment is kind of what makes the pod squad what it is. Yeah. That's brilliant. Absolutely love it. Uh, it's such a it's such a good story hearing the insights into the different squads, um, you know, and the the camaraderie around everyone involved. So that's that's absolutely brilliant. Uh, looking ahead for the next few years, twenty twenty six Com Games is on the horizon. Pretty much everyone involved in Victorian athletics is chatting about it, uh, with the home Com Games being in Victoria. For you personally, is getting into a position where you can challenge for you know a squad position. For Australia, is that something you're looking at over the next few years, or is that not really in your um, in your goal setting range at the moment? Yeah, I'm not too. I haven't really thought about it. Obviously, we were stoked to get the home Commonwealth Games, and especially um, 
Athletics planning to be in my hometown of Ballarat. So it would be really cool. But um, yeah, definitely a very far ahead dream and not sure if I'm at that level, but we'll just focus on the next couple of seasons ahead and yeah, who knows what could happen. Yeah, perfect. And talking of this upcoming season, uh, we've got about about four months out until it starts. For you at the moment, what's your training program looking like? Um, And what are your targets ahead for this upcoming season? Yeah, so we started structured training again at the start of June. So we've been back into it for a couple of weeks, still doing a bit of training after Easter, but also enjoying some time off too and a bit of more unstructured training, which has been nice. Um, So, yeah, we do a block from about June to August and then August to October um, and then get back into the racing season, which I'm sure will come around really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a jam-packed season as well. Easter's coming forward. There's an extra five or six meetings involved. So Yeah, um, yeah. So being in March um, next year will mean that it'll be pretty full on. So it might be a bit more selective in terms of what races you compete at and everything like that. But yeah, good to hear that there's more meetings. <laughs> yeah. And on that selection note there, how do you go about choosing uh, what races and what meetings to go in? Is it just a thing that's, you know, a short-term decision, maybe three to five weeks out from each meeting? Or do you have a plan set prior to the season where you, you say, yeah, we're going for this one, we're going for this one? Um, yeah, plan to race at it as many as you can, really, depending on how you're feeling body-wise and any injuries you might be carrying or managing, everything like that. So it is more of just a, I tend to enter a lot of the meetings and then just see how it, how I go throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. So you've been involved in the VAL for a number of years now. Uh, we touched on the Com Games coming up in the next few years as well. For you, where can you see the VAL progressing over the next few years in terms of a you know, a growth area, um, the quality of athletes coming through uh, from the young ages as well. Where do you see it progressing over the next few years? Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, we've been getting a few more of those elite level athletes competing um, in the pro races, which is good. And I think, you know, the more of those athletes that you get racing, the more coverage it gets and the more coverage and awareness we can get of our sport, the more sponsors we can get, which will help allow us to grow. So hopefully we just can continue on that trajectory. Um because, yeah, it'd be good to – I think everyone's starting to see the beauty of pro running and how fun and enjoyable it can be and what a cool community it is. So hopefully, yeah, it just continues to grow. Yeah, that community aspect is so important as well. And there's a there's a great you know, number of people around in a volunteer position as well that they do fantastic work for everyone involved in the VAL. So, you know, it's it's becoming more and more attractive as the years go on for, for us to get involved with it. Um, yeah, and it'd be interesting to see where it goes in the next few years for sure. Yeah, exciting times. (laughs) So, look, absolutely fantastic having you on board today, Grace. Really appreciate your time for the interview. Um, If anyone wanted to follow your journey in this upcoming season, where can they find you online? Um, Well, our Pod Squad uh, page where we post all our results and everything like that, you can keep up to everyone, is called Pod Sprint Squad on Facebook. Um, I'm not really that active on social media, but my Instagram is Grace Dwyer. Yeah. Fantastic, Grace. Hey, once again, really, really appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're super busy with your training and, and work and everything involved with that. So really appreciate you taking you know, the 20 minutes or so to, to have a chat today. Uh, and we look forward to seeing what progresses in the upcoming season for you. Um, and you know, hopefully we'll see you in another Still Gift Final again. <laughs> hopefully. No, thanks for having me. It's been great chatting. Yeah.